Wow. Make us ready. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you for all in our lamps, Jesus, that you make us ready to meet you. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, I want to thank you for this opportunity, for your love and your passion and your leadership and your direction. I thank you, Pastor. I thank you for making us ready because God uses you to help make us ready. And he uses you to help us keep oil in our lamps. Amen? You can't go past the head and where there's no leadership. <laughs> what are you going to do? So thank you, Pastor. I honor you. I want to honor you, Pastor Casey and Pastor Cindy, Pastor Satiba, all of the ministers, elders and deacons. Y'all are awesome. The, the, this praise and worship team and the um, uh, intercessors, thank you all for praying this week. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I want to thank God. My whole family's here. My wife, my oldest son, <laughs> my youngest son. What an honor. And I'm here. So that's, <laughs> we're all here. Amen. That is a blessing. There was a uh, man named John Mason, an English military officer in the 1600s, and uh, he saw a lot of war. And he said this You were born an original. Don't die a copy. And I've come to tell you, somebody, that it's okay to be you. Amen? It's okay to be you. You don't have to be like anybody else. It's okay that you're different. Your difference is what makes the difference. Amen? Just don't think that you don't fit in somewhere. You fit right in perfect. Amen? We're all different. But it's okay. Be comfortable being you. Amen? I had to learn that. Because I wasn't comfortable being me. Amen? Be comfortable being you. God created you unique for a reason. You're an original. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I can't minister like Apostle Angie. And, and, and I can't preach like Pastor Casey. But it's okay because I'm comfortable being me. Amen? Amen? And this morning we're going to have fun. Hey, did you know God is a happy God? He's not a sold-up, sourpuss-looking God. He don't have the face of a bullfrog. He don't look like he just smelled something sour. Our God is an awesome God. He's a joyful God. He's a happy God. He's not boring. He's alive. People are boring. Christians get boring, but our God is alive. If he can walk on the water, he's not boring. Man, Hollywood still can't do that. Amen? He is cool. God is cool. He makes the axe head float. <laughs> Drop something in the water that you need. Your cell phone and ask him to resurrect it to the surface. Our God is an awesome God. Amen? Yeah. I just wanted to share that. And this morning, I'm real simple. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very simple, and so I'm usually on the level of a five-year-old. Amen? But one thing's for sure, I can understand that level. <laughs> <laughs> he said, with all you're getting in Proverbs, he said, with all of your getting, get understanding. And if it's on a five-year-old level, I believe I can understand it most of the time. I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> well, are you smarter? Anyway, it may be elementary, 
but this is a level I understand, and I'm going to share a very simple story of the gospel. Amen? Can you put up picture number one, please? There's a man named Thomas Boston. He was a Puritan preacher from the 1700s. There he is. Nice-looking chap. He wrote an amazing book. Can you put up number two, please? Just only have a couple of pictures. And the book that he wrote is called The Art of Man Fishing. The Art of Man Fishing. It's a classic approach to evangelism and encouragement to anyone explaining the gospel to someone else. In this book, Thomas Boston deals with things like how does Christ make us fishers of men? And here's one. Why are unconverted and unsaved men compared to fish underwater? Hey, I can tell you, it's better than the current blogs on Google. It's better than e-news, Yahoo News, and Reader's Digest. But he is also famous. That's good. That book's still available. Be careful, though. It's on fire if you grab it. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's famous for another quote that says, How will thou get a word from God if thou dost not seek it? And how else can thou seek it but by earnest prayer? If otherwise, thou mayest get something that is the product of thy empty head. <laughs> to mumble over before the people and spend a little time with them in the church. But oh, it is a miserable preaching where the preacher can say, Thus say I unto you, but no more, and cannot say, thus saith the Lord. Oh, what a miserable preaching it is when it's a product of our empty head. Someone else of his caliber also once said, Lord, have mercy on the preacher that has a sermon but no message. Amen. Amen. He said, how else can you get a message lest you seek it? If you don't seek God, you're not going to get a word from God. All you're going to have is the product of thy empty head. And you're going to say some words in front of some folks just to take up some time in a church. Amen. But our God is faithful. If you will seek him, he will speak to you. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So this morning we're going to pray a simple prayer so that hopefully, one, my preaching it miserable. And two, that you'll hear God speaking to you. Amen. And not words of my empty head. And three, that you'll hear a message from God and not a sermon. Amen? Amen? So I want everyone to pray this prayer with me out loud. Whether you want to or not. Whether you're smiling or not. Whether you believe in God or not. Even if you've never prayed out loud before, I want you to pray. Amen? Amen. If you blew it last night, I want you to pray. If you had a fight on the way to church this morning, I want you to pray. If you still got the munchies from getting stoned last night, I want you to pray with me. If you've got certs in your pocket trying to mask the alcohol on your breath, I want you to pray with me this morning. Hallelujah. If you got kicked out of the last five churches you went in, I still want you to pray. Amen. If you don't know a scripture and never prayed before, if you can't go to Sunday school, I want you to pray. Amen. Pray this with me right now. Everybody out loud, dear Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my, life. Change my life in your precious name. In your precious name. Amen. 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 See, God bless you. That was simple, right? There's one thing. We are not religious here. We are real. I said we're not religious here. We are real. And there's a God of grace. 
just says, if you blew it last night, get up today. If you blow it today, get up tomorrow. One day it's going to stick. Don't worry about today. This God will meet you right where you're at. Amen. Woo. Well, I feel the anointing. I got that chicken wing going on this morning. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel like chicken tonight, baby. Woo. Hallelujah. I know this God we serve. I've been in some low spots and I've been in some high spots. And God was right there with me in every spot. Amen. And he washed away all the spots. The ones that stained and the ones that were bad, he took them away. Woo. Hallelujah, Jesus. Simple but life-changing. Why? Because when God speaks to your heart, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that he brings when God speaks to your heart. Every heart starts burning, and nothing else matters. Hey, I said nothing else matters. <laughs> Those bills that you can't pay, it does not matter when God speaks to your heart. Right? That thing you was worried about all week no longer matters. When God speaks to your heart, what you've been going through that's had you down so low that you can't look up does no longer matter when the Holy Ghost speaks. Because when he speaks, mountains move. Darkness begins to run. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sickness starts to vanish. And every hopeless situation ceases to exist. I said every hopeless situation ceases to exist. Depression has got to leave. Hey, shame and guilt has got to say, let go. It's got to let go when God speaks to you. Amen. Hold your head up high. When the Holy One speaks, mm, the dead begin to rise because there's resurrection life in all that he does. In every word that comes from the mouth of God, there's resurrection life. I've been lower than a worm's belly, but God begin to speak and he'll bring you up. Amen. I don't know if y'all have ever been through anything. Hallelujah. Does someone need a little resurrection life this morning? Yeah, I thought so. Hey, listen. Jesus didn't come to make bad men good. Jesus came to make dead men live. Hey! He didn't make you come. He didn't come to make you look a little better on Sunday morning. He didn't come to make sinners a little nicer. Jesus didn't come to make bad men good. He didn't come so that you'd be a little more acceptable in society. Hey. The John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and that more abundantly. Do you need more life in your everyday living? Hey, is there something missing in your life? Do you wake up in the mornings with just a little bit of something not there? Mm. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the resurrection. Hey! Jesus is your answer. Are you tired of Satan stealing life's best for you? Huh? Killing relationships and trying to destroy your dreams? Jesus didn't come to make bad men good. He came to make dead men live. He didn't come to make you a better person. He came to make you a conqueror, one that can stand against the wiles of the enemy. Hallelujah. One that can call out fire, Sister Sue. Jesus called, came to make us live alive unto God. Hallelujah. Does this make sense? 
He came to make us walk in freedom and victory over every sin and shame. Have you ever been guilty? Man, there ain't but just a few of us. Praise God for the rest of y'all that's made it without ever being guilty. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 40, 25 and 46 says, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Jesus came to give life after this flesh has gone. Because there's another life after death. And there's only one way you can get there. Amen. Amen. And it's through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Unless the Spirit of God draw you, no man can come unto the Father. Hallelujah. But Jesus came to draw you to himself. Amen. Hallelujah. He came to draw. When you resist, he still pulls. When you say not today, Jesus, he still pulls. When you open that next can of beer, he's still pulling. When When you got your eye on somebody else's wife, he's still pulling. Come on. He come to pull us into life. John 1 and 29 says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He didn't come to make bad men good so that you could be better at covering up stuff. He came to take away the secrets and the cover and destroy the power of sin in our life. Amen. There's victory in Jesus. Acts 13.39 in the NIV says it like this. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. God knew that none of us could defeat the power of sin. He knew that none of us could break the chains of addiction. He knew. He knew. (laughs) That just going through the motions ain't going to cut it for you, baby. I don't care if you got a new suit on or a nice new dress. And your smile is bigger than my head. If you're empty in here, you're empty in there. Just call it like it is. If if it quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus came to conquer. Conquer means to overcome and take control of, to successfully overcome a problem or a weakness. Hey. You ever had a weakness? My mother, bless her heart, an alcoholic for 30-something years. I watched her come to the altar so many times, and it just didn't stick. I loved her to death. But she couldn't quit drinking. And she couldn't take me to school, and she couldn't stay married, and she couldn't work. And she told me, one day, She called me on the phone. I was in Alexander, Louisiana. She called and she said, I got saved. Jesus broke the power of addiction in my life. She said, oh, my life, I felt like I was going up to this fence. And when I would try to climb over to the other side, I'd get almost over the fence. Something would pull me back. But today, Jesus pulled me all the way over and I'm never going back. And I knew it stuck. She said, I'm sorry for being an alcoholic. You know what the biggest thing, hardest thing to do is, is admit you're an alcoholic when you're an alcoholic. Or if you're a gossip or a drunk or a slanderer. Or a pervert or an expert. (laughs) Introvert, extrovert. 
It's hard to admit those things, right? But when Jesus comes in and changes your life, you don't care no more. You just, yeah, that was me. I was low down and no good, but Jesus made me somebody. He washed me and cleansed me, and I'm brand new. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, here's this gospel story. Are you ready? John 3, 16. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Have you ever gave your only? Your only $5 left to that bill? Your only. He gave his only son. He didn't have any more to choose from. It was a love that conquered the power of sin, a love so strong it was willing to die for you and me. It was love that took away the sin of the world. John 15, 13 says, Greater love is no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Hey, no greater love. Mm, Jesus calls his friends. Can I tell you, Jesus loves you. Mark 12, 28 through 31, the greatest commandment. Can we put that up, please? Mark 12 and 28. There's a Pharisee that came to Jesus. Mark 12 and 28, and he said, And one of the scribes came, or a Pharisee, or whatever they were, and heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that Jesus had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Okay? And Jesus said, The first of all the commandments is, Hear this, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. There is none besides him. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and all thy strength. This is the what? The first commandment. Mm. And the second's like it, namely this, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than thee. That is the gospel. Love the Lord our God with all you got, baby. Give him all your mind. Give him all your heart. Give him all your grit. Give him all your strength. Give him all you got. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. And love your neighbor like yourself. It's simple. What is love? First Corinthians, it tells us that love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't put itself first. Oh, Hey, love doesn't put me before you. Love is not easily pumped up, puffed up. Love is kind. Mm. First Corinthians 13, it tells us what love is, and then, and then it says the greatest of these of faith and hope is love. So there's something to this, right? And that's what I want to tell you real quick. <clears throat> There's three types of love in the Bible. There's eros, means a romantic love, based on feelings mostly for self-benefit. Huh. Yeah, the, the romantic love, the eros love, is mostly for self-benefit. Many people fall out of love if they're not feeling it, because it's based on feelings. So many people fall out of love in their marriage because they ain't feeling it no more. So if I ain't feeling it, I ain't got to stay, right? Because it's a love based on feeling. Now, this is in the Bible, in the Greek. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> mm. Based on physical traits, and when those traits change, feelings change. Heard a man the other day said, 
He kept his New Year's resolution to get in shape. He just got in the shape of a pear. <laughs> Amen. So when those physical traits change, what do my feelings do? Mm, they change. See, this is where lust comes from. And this kind of love must be redeemed by the Lord. Yeah, God must put his hand on this. The presence of the Lord better get a hold of this kind of love. Yay. Mm -hmm. You'd be like the one that was going to stone. Uh-oh. Number two is agape love. This is going to go quick. It's the divine love of God. It's the best of all three types. Uh, this is the kind of love that Jesus used for the cross. It's not determined by your feelings. Here's the kicker. See, you don't actually have to feel it to give it. You don't have to feel it to give it. See, a lot of us want to feel it before we give it. Yeah. If you're acting right, I'm going to bless you. But when you ain't acting right, I'm cutting you out. When you get your act together, I got something good for you. But as long as you keep running around acting like a hyena, no. Since, since you're acting like I don't want you to act, and I ain't feeling that you ain't getting it. You'll get this with a black robe, arms folded, and still telling you I'm a Christian. Oh. The agape love does not have to feel it. You don't have to deserve it. Oh. This is the kind you love your enemies with. Oh, tried that lately. How's that working for you? You need a, you want a new hobby? Try loving enemies. <laughs> I'm just saying. Thank you. The third one is filio. It's a unique love for a friend. See, I got your back, bro. I love you with my life, but now with my wife. Trust you with my wife. Life. Bad, bad. I'm sorry. See, things come in my mind. They don't come out sanctified sometimes. I don't. It's brotherly love. It's that. But look, check this out. It's, it's the friend love. You know, we'll die for you, brother. All that good stuff. And this is wonderful, but it's not always reliable. Hey, cut me out of something and see how close we still going to be. Forget me when you win the lottery or something. Don't bring my lawnmower back. Put gas in it. Hey, it can end up going sour quick. It can be temporary. You still friends with everybody you was ever friends with? You still let everybody in your house that you used to let them in? I mean, it's a type of love, and it can be strong, you know. But it can be short and sweet and over quickly. Now, here's my message that God showed me. <laughs> I'm trying to get this. The fourth kind of love that's not found in a dictionary it's the love that God showed me for the past, I couldn't believe it, past 20 years. I, that just sounds called CA. You know, people say last 20 years. It's actually been 20 years this year. Wow. I think, right? Isn't that right? Mama said, yeah. Mama's right. It's a very simple love, and it's in southern Arkansas English. And it's called this. 
Can y'all see that? This is what it looks like. Maybe you've never heard of it. But this is the kind of love that goes to the cross. And I had a video, even though it's not working this morning. It's going to be all right. And there was a song with this video, Amazing Love, How Can It Be? That you, my king, would die for me. Amazing love. I know it's true. That you, my king. Do you know that song, Amazing Love? And it says something like, I'm forgiven, even though you are forsaken. See, that's the even though love. Even though my righteousness was as filthy rags, I was forgiven and he was forsaken. Even though I was accepted, he was condemned. Even though he did nothing wrong. Even though he did nothing to deserve amazing love. How can it be that a man like Jesus, my king, would die for me? It's because of even though love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though I'm accepted, Jesus was condemned. Oh, amazing love, how can this be that you, my king, would die for me? Even though, even though I didn't want anything to do with you, Jesus. Even though I could have cared less when you were calling me to the altar that Sunday service. Even though I lied and said I was coming to church and I wouldn't. Even though I could care less about your Bible study or about your Sunday school or about your youth visit or your your next dinner, your grilling. Even though he loved me enough to pull on me. John 15, 16 says this. It says, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. Mm. I have chosen you. Even though I didn't want anything to do with getting saved. Even though I still like getting high a little bit. Come on. Even though I wanted to do a little better than what I was doing. And I felt a little bad about how I was living. There was some of that that I still liked. And so even though I still liked it, I didn't give in to it and let him have it all. Amen. And even though God could see my heart, and I was uncommitted, he still drew me. He still loved me. He still pulled on me, even though. God said, even though, even though you lost all credibility and your friends and family no longer believe you about anything anymore. Even though. You can't be trusted. You don't even trust yourself. God says, I trust you. Even though no one else likes you. Have you ever been rejected? Not picked for the kickball team. I never got the drum and music. I always got the triangle. (laughs) Even though I think I could have played that drum, I always got the triangle. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Deep rejection at fifth grade. Every, even though every time you plan to get your life right, 
something happens. It's like a New Year's resolution. I'm going to do it this time. This time I'm going to stay. I'm going to make three Sundays in a row. And even though you only make one, God's not looking at that. Even though the religious people look at that. Amen. God is not religious. Hallelujah. He said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. Even if you don't take a bath or wear deodorant. Amen. Hey. Even if you don't take a bath. Some people don't. They got to be saved too. <laughs> Even if you don't have straight teeth or the nicest hair, hairstyle. Even if you can't get out of bed to cope with life. Amen. And even though you may be away from God, God opens his arms. Look, there's no greater love. Can you open your arms any wider than this? That means all, all that I have. Hallelujah, Jesus. Luke 15, 11 through 24. I'm going to share something with you real quick. This makes sense. Almost through. Luke 15. 11. Oh, it's still before 12, isn't it? And he said, and a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me, and he divided them unto his living. Not many days after the younger son gathered all together, he took a journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living, not righteous living. And when he had spent all of his money, and there arose a famine in that land, and he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to the citizens of the country and sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. And he would have feigned and filled his belly with the husk that the pigs did eat, and no man gave him anything. That's pretty bad when they'll feed a pig or not you. See what I'm talking about, about that one kind of love? It don't last long. All right. And then he said, when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants does my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? What am I doing? Why am I in this place? I'll arise and go to my father and, and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. And when he was a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and no more worthy. But the father said, bring out the best robe and the fatted calf. Even though he spent everything that his daddy gave him. Even though he blew it and was away from God. Hallelujah. Even though it's been three weeks since you've prayed. Even though you don't read your Bible anymore. He loves us. It's the even though love. Amen. Even though love. 
sometimes, even Christians go through things, amen? And Psalms 23 and 4 says, yeah, though, or even though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, I don't know about you, but that is a low spot with not much light. You can't see good. The lower you go, the less you can breathe good. It's not comfortable. You don't really know what's going to happen or when you're coming out. And it's a place like Proverbs says in 13:12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so even though you're going through the motions because you have nothing else to give, this God that we serve will reach down and walk with you and help you through. Amen? A couple more. Even though what's on the inside of you don't match what's on the outside. Mask it up real good and put on this smile. And on the inside, I'm just not with it. I'm not feeling it. Don't go away. Stay where you're at. Even though others only seem to see what you're not doing. When they only point out what you're not doing anymore. And they don't see what you did do or are doing. Even though. Romans 8.31 said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Mm. Matthew 12.20 says, a bruised reed, will he not break? And a smoking flax, he won't quench. God will work with you even though you've got nothing left. Can I tell you what? Even though you've got nothing, God will take your nothing and turn it into something. Yeah. Hallelujah. God doesn't need a little something to make something. He can take your nothing and turn it into When you have nothing to give, nothing to say, no more money to pay, God can take your nothingness and make it into abundance. He came to give you life. Amen? Because, see, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And even though you can't see those plans right now, and they don't feel like you're on the mountaintop because you're down in the valley, those plans are still there. A quick story about myself. Even though God opens a door for you, <laughs> and you step through, doesn't always mean it's rosy at first. Right? My company I'd been with for a long time closed down, but before my last day, another door opened and I went straight in. Never missed a day. It was awesome, man. God is awesome. Well, guess what? I had no idea that was going to be my Garden of Gethsemane, I guess, for right now. There may be another one coming, but I know what one of them looks like. <laughs> it was probably the hardest thing I ever had to deal with. I was responsible for a project I didn't even know how to do. It was tough. The stress was un unbearable. I would try to quit. They'd tell me, don't quit. Hold on. We're going to get you through. But I couldn't do it. But even though I, I didn't know how to do this type of work, God put me there. He didn't ask me. <laughs> even though you're not qualified. God can put you in a place because he had a plan. 
five months of what seemed like just hell, just tough, just hard. But can I tell you something? God is a God of the hard place. That's why he made water come out of the flint rock. Amen? I say God is a God of the hard place, and you're not going to know God of the hard place unless you're in one because he'll make water flow out of the flint rock, the hardest rock known to man. Hallelujah. He makes streams in the desert. Amen? Hallelujah. And he'll walk with you. Even though you don't think he carried you to the right place. Surely God wasn't looking when you sent me there. That was the wrong spot. God, did you open the wrong door or did I go through the wrong door? <laughs> Could be, huh? I assure you God knows what he's doing. Jesus was led into the wilderness for 40 days and nights to be tempted. He was led in the, by the Spirit for 40 days and nights. But when he come out, he come out in the power of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He come out in the power. Hang on. Know that this God knows what he's doing. I hated every minute of it. Yeah. That sounds ugly to say, but God's blessing was not fun to me. I did not like it. I was trying every day. God, I like it. Thank you. Okay, I don't. Please help me like it. But you just got to be real. God, I'm going to be real. Thank you. I like this job. Not really, but I'm trying to. Help me like it. I'm grateful. And it was a fight all day. I mean, I would come in and, and had to fight with inspectors and, and the owner. It was just hard, hard, hard. Anyway, five months. And I remember Sister Holly from Hamburg. said, Brother Timmy, God's going to open a door and step through it. She didn't even know. I said, okay, great. Hope this one's better. <laughs> maybe it's the exit door. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe this is the door on the way out. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and she was right. Because even though I was not in my craft, fish out of water, they kept me on that site. And I learned things I never would have learned before. I learned some things. But then the next thing I know, the owner of the company that I didn't even think knew my name calls me to him, takes me to lunch, <laughs> moves me, moves a man out of the front office, gives me his office, puts me over the whole mechanical accounting department, the accounting of the whole mechanical department. Oh, unbelievable opportunity. Even though I ain't never done that before. Even though I hadn't been to college and had no degree. Hey, I said God can do something for you even though you don't have to be qualified. You don't have to have it all put together. That this God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Our God is a God of no more too. And one day God said no more of this. And he shut the door. And the battle was over. And I'm back in my element doing what I like to do. Joy has come. Hallelujah. There's no more. There's a time your sorrow will come to an end. Our God is the God of no more. Hallelujah. No more battle. No more struggle. No more poverty. No more debt. No more sickness. No more shame. The God of no more. Even though you can't see it, he's the God of no more struggle. 
Hey, the God of no more. No more. Can I tell you, God can see in the dark. I can't see in the dark, but God can see in the dark. See, and this is what I'm going to tell you. I promise I'm almost through. The Israelites, they were in a nine-line bind. They had come out of Egypt. They was on the bank of the Red Sea. Am I getting this right? And all the Egyptians were chasing them. And behind them was war and fight, oppression. And in front of them was this big ocean that they couldn't cross. They were stuck. And the Bible says, if you look it up in Exodus, they were freaking out, man. Well, at least before we ran and before we left, it was a little better. Let us go back to our old ways. At least before I started going to church, it wasn't quite this bad. At least that, let's go back the way it was. But they forgot how bad it really was. Amen. And they're standing there. And they're being pursued by those that want to destroy them. And right in front of them is the ocean. And it got dark. But the Bible says, all that night, God caused the wind to blow. They couldn't see it. All they could see was they were about to lose it. They were trapped. They could only see the negative. When daylight came, God had been working all night. He just couldn't see it. He caused the wind to blow all that night, and the waters were stood up on the heap. And when the light came, they walked through on dry ground and swallowed up the Egyptians. Amen? I'm telling you, even though you can't see God working, he's working all in the night. God can see in the dark. Hallelujah. All right. I want you to know, see, even though the doctor report says one thing, God has something else to say. Even though the shutoff notice says one thing, God has something else to say. Amen. Even though, even though, even though we didn't deserve it, he came and shed his blood for us and washed, made us clean. But I'm going to tell you something real quick about the blood of Jesus. It's just like soap. You can stand around soap all day long, and you can go to the Avon books in the store out of Walmart to the soap, but you're still going to stink if you don't use it. It's got to be applied. Amen? You've got to take it out of the box and put a little water on it and rub it around on you, and you've got to actually apply it to yourself. And the blood of Jesus has to be applied. Amen? You gotta apply to you gotta apply the scriptures to your situation. You gotta stand on his word and call it like he calls it. Amen? Amen. And so when they begin to play, even though you was gonna wait till next week before you came to the altar, I want you to come. Even though, come on, Nick, let's play. Whatever's in your heart. Even though. Even though you got it all together today, you might not have it all together next week. I want you to come. Come on. Come on. Even though, even though people are watching and people are looking. Come on. Come on. Come on. Even though you may have never come to the altar before, come on. 
Hallelujah, come on. Even though, even though you're full of the word, come on. This is a God of even though. No greater love. Even though you don't want to. Come on. Hallelujah. Even though you don't want to, I want you to come. Even though you don't know how to pray, I want you to come. Hallelujah. His presence. Let him touch you and do a work in your life. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 